Welcome back to the B2B Podcasting Field Guide, the show that helps you launch and grow a successful business podcast. Today, I speak with Joe Hine, a partner at SI Partners, a global M&A advisory firm specializing in technology businesses. I wanted to speak to Joe because he brings a fresh perspective to the podcasting scene. He's only recently started on their own journey with their own podcast, Inflection Points. It's a podcast that's already making waves and they only have 13 episodes under their belt. In this episode, we delve into Joe's insights and experiences as a newcomer in the podcasting arena. We'll explore the challenges they've faced and the valuable lessons they've learned along the way, from crafting engaging content that keeps their audiences hooked, to securing interviews with industry giants like Sir Martin Sorrell. One interesting part of Inflection Points is actually their ability to navigate the fine line between secrecy and storytelling. The businesses that Joe works with don't want to broadcast to the world that they might be in the market to sell one day for obvious reasons. So we look at how Joe and SI Partners manage to create captivating content while still respecting confidentiality. It's a space where their competition seems to be saying and doing the same old things. And Joe shares how Inflection Points stands out from, from the competition. And we talk about their approach to promotion, measuring success, the investments of time and resources, um, and everything else in between. These insights will be great insights for anyone looking to make their own mark in the podcasting world. So please enjoy my fascinating conversation with Joe Hine. Joe Hine, welcome to the show. Welcome. Great to talk again, Nathan. I've been looking forward to this for quite a bit of time. I wanted to speak to you specifically because you released the first season of your show, um, Inflection Points. It's a fantastic show. And you're relatively new to podcasting. But the interesting thing about you and your your space is that you can't really talk about what you do very much in your content. Um, I think a lot of a lot of the um a lot of your competitors, yes, you put out sort of notifications of of deals that you've just just completed, but after a while it tends to become a little bit more monotonous and a a bit samey. So how do you create content for a business such as yours that isn't allowed to really talk about the full breadth of the, of, of what you're doing for your, for your clients? So so maybe let's start there. Let's start with a conversation around why did you start a podcast in the first place for SI Partners and what were you hoping to achieve in the beginning? We started, I started a podcast, we started a podcast. I mean, it was very much a collective effort and remains a collective effort in the organization. Um, to, to uh, you know, so like anything, it's, it's, it's about profile raising. It's it's about giving us, uh, in, creating interesting content for people in our network to engage in uh, on, a, on a regular basis. Um, as you said, you're right, it's it's creating what, what content do we create that shows uh, what who we are and what we do, but also um, is interesting and engaging and, and not breaching any confidentiality. It's it's a fine line to walk. So a lot of the businesses that are producing podcasts are doing it definitely for profile raising to help build their brand. They're doing it also to build relationships with existing clients and new clients. Existing clients is, a, is an interesting one as well, because I think a lot of businesses, you know, they've got good relationships with their clients, but they don't really have a reason to go back to them and have a coffee or pick up the phone or, or, or um, add any new, any new value to them. But a podcast, if you sit down with a client for an hour, 
you kind of have an excuse to explore different areas that maybe you, you couldn't do over lunch or over, over coffee. Um, it gives you an excuse to kind of pick up the phone and have a conversation with them and, and build a relationship. What, what role does relationship building play in your business specifically? And, and how does that tie into the podcast? Yeah, I mean, look, relationship building is is everything in, in our business. I mean, whether it's relationships with the people we sell businesses to or the relationships with the people that that we sell their business, I mean, it's it's imperative. In any kind of conversation you're having with any party, there has to be a value exchange. You know, I'm going to, you know, do something for you. And in return, I want to build that relationship. I want If I want your time, then I have to give you something in return. So, you know. Classic would be taking someone to the football. You know, I'm going to pay for your tickets. You can come with me and spend an afternoon on a Saturday with me. That, that's quite a, a very personal thing to give up your time to go and do something, an activity that other people kind of like. It's quite, or it's not always as easy to give people something that helps their business. So it helps them from a business perspective, which is, you know, kind of as, as much as so many of our relationships are personal, actually kind of, you know, they are because of business. So it, it gives us an opportunity to build a relationship which helps their business objectives um, and, and and what they're trying to achieve with with their their work life, um, as well as you know help kind of you know us getting the the benefit of deepening a relationship or uh, telling an interesting story to to kind of our audience and and people that know us. So so let's break down your approach to, to content creation and, and the story that you're trying to tell with Inflection Points for, for season one, because you've had some amazing guests from Cindy Gallup, Sir Martin Sorrell, Dimi Albers. These are the great and the good from the sort of, uh, sort of marketing and advertising world. Um, talk to me about your approach. How did you go about deciding who did you want to have as guests on the show? How did you go about creating or crafting the content that you thought would be relevant both to them and and to your audience yeah so i mean the, the first step is i think about is the audience and what's going to be interesting to them i want to tell an interesting story or an angle or you know something that i think that it in their history in their in their in their because inflection points is about you know people's journey and times that have changed their their career and their lives so you know i want i want to find those interesting points for people to talk about so that's that's the start point for any guest there has to be an angle that i think will resonate with with the audience now thankfully the people we know so many of them are very interesting people and have very interesting angles and perspectives on things so it it kind of isn't hard uh, at one level to to do that um uh but you know a lot of the people that we spoke to, the people that you talk about, are uh, very, very successful people in in you know in business in in their fields, um, and uh, and that's great because you know my my business is predicated on relationships. Like that, that's fundamentally all I have, and it's why AI won't replace what I do. It's because you you know you you can't build a relationship with AI in the way that you can with people and build that trust, and you know. I I want to show people who we know and the people that will spend time with us um, to you know on on the podcast and 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 create interesting content and interesting conversations. What 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 have some of those interesting conversations led to? I, I know it's quite early 
in the day, you've only recorded 13 mm-hmm. episodes so far. But I, I can imagine that after, on the back of a successful interview, you know, the guest has been really pumped up. You've been really energized as well by it. Has that led to any interesting conversations subsequently? I'm just interested to see sort of what what's happened after after you yeah. stop recording. Yeah, you know, there's it, 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 nothing that's direct, right? In fact, my world is indirect. And um, if you ever want to be part of this game, the, probably the biggest thing you need is patience um, because it's it's all about timing. And, you know, people, everyone's got to be ready to buy. Everyone's got to be ready to sell. Everyone's got to be ready to do something else, right? So that's not, that's not be all and end all. Everything we do is, 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 uh, is, uh, selling a business is, is so many other aspects that we, we help people with. So, um, I've definitely seen a lot of positivity out of it. Um, I have seen some, some great connections, both from the response from the audience, um, and from, you know, the response from the people that, that, that we've spoken to. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's, it's definitely been, being constructive. Um, you know, you, you need a much longer time period to, to judge the, the, the value add that it creates in a, in a direct fashion. What did you expect that the podcast would deliver for the business before you started? And what KPIs or sort of metrics have you been using or do you use to measure the success of it? So I think, you know, I set out to create a podcast that wasn't going to be successful in a kind of perverse way. Explain that. Yeah, sure. So I, I, I was very focused on creating a niche audience and not creating a general audience. And that's kind of the brief that I gave the team and the brief, uh, you know, the, for the people that want to talk about it, it is those people with their networks. I want to talk to, um, I, I don't want to make a, a generalist, uh, kind of, kind of podcast, even though the topic that I talk about is quite generalist, right? It's, it's, it's a well-trodden path. It's, interviewing people about their past and the journey they've gone on. Um, so th- that was kind of deliberately so. If again, going back to the nature of my business, this is about long-term relationship building, gaining people's trust. Um, and, and and also I think there was a large part about it and, and was uh, to show our human side as a business. We're very human um, SI partners in our approach and how we work with people and how we treat people. Um, in an industry that hasn't always got that that um, that kind of reputation, so I think that was quite important to us to to show that side of who we are as 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 a business as as kind of part of as part of creating this. And as I said, it, it's it's giving people value. It's it's showing that I can help you, and whether that's through a podcast or through a conversation or through a piece of advice, um, that's what I want to to achieve. Just sticking on that human side, I think that's a really important point, um, especially in the corporate finance world. You, you might, be, you know, forgive me for saying that before this, I didn't think that many, many of you were human in the corporate finance, corporate finance world, especially at, at the level that you are. But, but just because of the content that I, I see in your industry, it's very polished. It's very, um, yeah, buttoned up. It's very... Mm-hmm inhuman in in many ways very slick and very professional and very well done but it you can't it's very hard to relate to the people that you see in the videos or on screen or Mm. in the content i think what you're doing here you've done a great job of communicating your human side and i say your human side 
you all of your side is, is human, but you've done a very good job at sort of humanizing SI partners. You've done a very good job at sort of communicating your personality, which is very dry and 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 witty and 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 sharp. Um talk, you know, t- talk to me a little bit more about sort of the importance of sort of humanizing the brand and 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 wh- why did you decide that you would be an integral part of that as opposed to any other partner? <laughs> well, I'll answer the second bit first. My uh, my partner Tristan has a has a video and uh, and and he's very good. Um, uh, he can walk and talk and and unbutton his and <laughs> So he he he's exceptional in those videos and and um, and I was thinking trying to think. Okay, well, what what is it that I should be doing? What is it that that what else can we do um, as a business? And and so that was kind of part of the driving force as to why me. Um, you know, I guess it was kind of my idea to to to, to start that journey. Um, but it, you know. We work with entrepreneurs um, for the majority of of our uh, the, the, the business relationships we have, and 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 that's part of our DNA, it's part of our history. Um, we have corporate relationships, of course we do, but most of those are with entrepreneurs within those corporations. So, like, take Sir Martin Sorrell. We sold Sir Martin Sorrell several businesses at WPP, several businesses in under S four, but he's an entrepreneur in a, in a very large organization, and I think that. In terms of how you get cut through in this industry with entrepreneurs, you have to have a different approach than you do PwC does or Morgan Stanley does, which is I'm going to show you how corporate I am. I'm going to show you how um, you know you, you don't get fired for hiring me because I'm a big a big behemoth and you know you know my name and and I've just happened to be the latest bit of content in front of your desk that you call up. So yeah, I, I think we have to take a different approach and, and and a different way of of being able to get cut through and to our audience. Let's talk a little bit about content creation because you seem to really understand your audience really well. You have done a lot of research to understand kind of where they are in the context of their business when they are sitting down to record with you. What goes into prep and research and getting ready to record an interview with one of your guests? Sure. I mean, look, the most important thing to me and to us as a business is that any output that we produce is of very high quality. So I'd rather do fewer episodes of, of very high quality than than kind of multiple episodes. Um, hence why we took a season approach rather than a, a kind of just always on kind of approach. Um, so yeah, there's there's a huge amount of of preparation that we do, um, and and hence why it, it's very much a team team sport. This you know there's there's a lot of people that help in the in the preparation. There's a lot of people that help post as well. Um, that that kind of kind of come together to to make this work and. Uh, yeah, we, we, I want to know all of my themes and all of my questions before I go into an episode. Um, I'll, I, I try and allow the, the episode to, um, kind of meander if it's, if, if it's interesting, um, you're trying to keep it short so you can't meander too much. Um, but yeah, you, you, I want to really know, um, exactly what it is, what are the most interesting parts that, that we should be talking about. Um, and I want it to be really thoughtful. Uh, and considered um, because I think that reflects, you know, it's so important to reflect the culture of your business, the the brand that you are um, in terms of the output you produce, um, whether that's content, um, marketing or, or work. I, I think it's really important in one-on-one interviews like this to get your guests really fired up so they can bring their best selves and their, you know, their energy 
that enthusiasm to the interview. And I think the best way to do that is by being prepared and showing the guests that, hey, we've done our research and we understand this really interesting part of your journey or, or, or you know, interesting thing that you did a few years ago. It just shows that we've done our prep. And, and I think when you demonstrate that in the interview, then the guest gets fired up and they're like, oh, wow, how did you know that? Like, that's really amazing. I, I'd love to dig into that. And then the interview goes in really interesting places off the back of that. And I think new value is created for you, the interviewee and the listener. So with Samar and Sorrell, Cindy Gallup, um, maybe even uh, Timothy Armu, there are guests that have been interviewed multiple times on multiple other podcasts. Mm. What do you do with those guys? Because you don't want to ask them the same questions that like everyone else has asked them mm. before because they'll just trot out the same old answers. You, like you want to do something that gets them fired up in, in an interesting, different way. How do you approach those interviews with more famous people to kind of get them fired up and add new mm. value? Yeah, well, they're all quite different. Um, Timothy Amu is somebody that we know personally. We helped him sell his business. So I think uh, we got quite... In some ways a bit of a candid interview he gave us an exclusive um little snippet which is pretty interesting um cindy gallup was very famous but not necessarily with my core audience and i think her message is not as well known with my audience so actually i was quite happy to go through a lot of what i, I believe that she's got very interesting perspective and point of view and and um something that i'm uh keen to promote so in that sense i felt that i was bringing something new to people because of of where she sits in in the industry um she's very us based even though she her voice transcends the atlantic uh with sir martin sorrel i um asked some questions and sat back and watched um <laughs> and he told me what he wanted to so <laughs> uh, I, got a point, I even pointed it out to him halfway through the interview what, what question did i ask <laughs> yeah, I said, I said, I think I said, I started off asking you about difficulties in your career yeah. and you ended up telling me about geopolitics. Yeah, so, yeah. It's you all know, connected, I, Joe. yeah, it's just fine. Like he, he was great and they're all great. Yeah. Right? And they all tell, tell good, good stories. Yeah. So look, I would rather have very strong guests at the risks of repetition um, than I would kind of, you know, look for absolute originality, uh, though it's a balance. Last question, Joe, before we let you go. How, how, how do you judge or rate the success of an interview after, after you've finished? Uh, do you know what? I've learned to, to pass no personal judgment on it at all or have, it, have any emotion or feeling about it other than, um, you know, hopefully I've, I've created something that's really interesting to talk about. As I said, what the kind of the, the immediate thought I had post an interview and the numbers have got no correlation. So I've... <laughs> I've given up trying to have, um, but you know, I, there's, um, it, it, it's a performance, um, of, of, a of a type. So, um, it's definitely, it's definitely fun to do. And we'll leave it there. We'll see where the podcast landscape goes. Joe, thank you so much for doing this. No worries, Nathan. Always a pleasure. This is Influence is a production of Bridge Growth, the B2B podcasting agency for enterprise brands. I could not produce this show without our crack staff here at Bridge. Sarah Spence is our production assistant. Christoph Bwaszczek is our head of production. I'm Nathan Anibaba. You've been listening to This is Influence. <laughs>